Greetings, listener. You are currently listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. And now, here are your hosts, Roy and Andrew. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Cult Cinema Catacombs. And this is Andy's movie choice that we're now looking at here. So Um, happy. happy. (laughs) A film I've never even heard of, to be honest. See, that surprises me. Because as we've said before, when we were talking about it, when I when we when I announced what the movie was, there there is a there's this movie, there is a sequel to this movie, and there is a prequel to this movie. Yeah, and three. I ne- never heard of any of them. Uh, th- and then if it, it goes, goes off, you best believe we're watching all three. I'm gonna find them all, <laughs> and we're gonna watch them. And well, I think the thing is, is because it was it came out during a time period where I didn't have Showtime. I think that's the reason why is because it was a Showtime movie. Uh, we're watching 2005's The Reeker, yes, which, baby. which after watching the trailer for this film, I'm going to guess it's about a killer sentient fart. You're not super wrong. <laughs> okay. I'm, watch, I'm watching the trailer and I'm seeing like the vapor cloud and them talking about the stench. And I'm like, oh, God, is this about a killer fart? It's not. It. it I will tell you it's not. It. it <laughs> It is, maybe, but it's not. So this movie encapsulates, and I've been watching a lot of late 90s, early 2000s, like kind of 95 to 2005 horror this Halloween. Uh, I don't know what is wanting me to make me scratch that itch, but like I've watched <laughs> Jennifer's Body and I've watched Final Destination and I'm getting ready to watch like uh, the like the first I Know What You Did. Like, like I'm getting... One thing about these movies at this time period is coming out of like the 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 time period before, which was like the I'm going to consider like 80s through 93, 94. Um, they wanted to screw with people's minds at this point. Like we're we're moving away from kind of straight. Here's a monster, you know, of the 80s. Here's a monster. Here's a slasher. To you know, we've got a we got to have a twist. We got to mess with people's minds. We got to you know. So this movie incorporates. Thanks, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, I yeah, and also just thanks late Gen Xers, early millennials for that too, because that's sort of you know in that time period where we just messed everything up because we thought we had to be too intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, but this encapsulates so many great tropes. They just like took it all and put it in one. So they took the road trip horror movie trope that's in this. Mm-hmm. They took the 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 killer trope that's in this. Okay. They took the mind fuck trope and put it in this. So it's all just in there at once. And so basically this is Texas Chainsaw Wrong Turn Joyride Massacre did last summer. Also. <laughs> and I don't want to I can't say it because and a few more that I can't say because it spoils the movie. But I will also want to reiterate the fact that I think I bought the last two copies of Reeker on Amazon. <laughs> one for me and one for Roy. They probably thanked you to get for getting it out of their warehouse. <laughs> they were like, oh, holy shit, somebody's buying this. They had like balloons dropped and confetti cannons. <laughs> but it has a great made-for-TV kind of straight-to-video VOD cast. It has Eric Mabius, who I'm a huge fan of, was a crow, one of the crows. In, in, in such standing, you know, we, we, in such luminaries as Daniel Radcliffe, not Daniel Radcliffe, who am I thinking of? Uh, Terminator <laughs> 2 kid. 
Oh, uh, yeah, definitely not Daniel Radcliffe. No. Uh, What's that kid's name? Not a kid anymore. Can't he remember. Was in, he was in the, the remake of Night of the Demons, I think. Or Demons, Fur- I think. Yeah, Edward Furlong. Yes, Edward Furlong, Michael Ironside, Scott Derek Richardson. You're going to recognize the cast. Um, one of the women that's in it, and I'm trying to remember who it is. I, I was watching the trailer, and I completely forgot that she was in this. Um, but I'm so glad that she was. Um, I am just, oh, she was a producer on No Man's Land Rise of the Reeker, which is the prequel, I think. Um, so just batten down your damn hatches for that. Um, I am I'm very excited for you to watch this because, as I said, this was, the, you know, at the conjunction of uh the end of the video store and the rise of limewire this is one of those movies that really uh got me through that time period <laughs> and i here's the interesting thing i've seen it i don't know how many times like i really don't i had a stack of dvds that i would just watch they would just run in the background before streaming and this was one of them i can't tell you how many times i've watched it legitimately oh god <laughs> but i also just watch the trailer and remember nothing. <laughs> oh, it's that good of a movie. Oh, oh great. I remember none of what was in the trailer in the actual movie because <laughs> the actual, I'm going to tell you this, the actual movie kind of doesn't have anything to do with the trailer. <laughs> wow. So the trailer's a tactical misdirection. <laughs> I don't think it's tactical. It, it's kind of tactical because they don't want to spoil their big surprise. Um, it's kind of tactical, but on the other side of things, I just think it isn't a good trailer. <laughs> um, so, like, the things that I remember about the movie are not in the trailer. So I'm really excited for you to see this thing. Like, it is it is straight-to-video horror at its, in my opinion, at its kind of early 2000s finest. I've, I've got to say, though, the name The Reeker sounds like a, a like, a desperate attempt to come up with a new villain for the 1960s Batman TV show. It's like, okay, we have all these villains. Uh, the Reeker. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> you, uh, I can't wait to get the, the, the Roy and I, and we've talked about this in the show often. Uh, we'll like live chat each other about what we're watching. And I can't wait for the text for this. <laughs> I really can't. Cause it is very, it is very much like four friends go on a road trip, their car breaks down and then they're stuck. And then this happens, but it's also like, what is going on in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) So I am, I'm very excited to see what, what side of this you come out on. Got it. (laughs) All right. Then our topic presents sponsored by Spencer's. Oh Oh God. So there's going to be dildos in the back of this movie. Yeah, there's lots of black light posters and dildos. <laughs> uh, Spencer's is the only store you could go to in the mall where you can get your stoner gear, your naughty T-shirts, your black light posters, your incense, and your dildos. I was surprised. So I hadn't. I used to. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the movie. I don't give a shit. I used to. Um, <laughs> I used to work at Spencer's. And I was an assistant manager of a store in, of one of the of a Spencer store in Ohio. I worked at like three different Spencers. 
and this was in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of that back then. And I went into a Spencer's for the first time in probably 15 years. And I was like, holy hell, what yeah. is going on in here? Yeah, like, it's, it's such a juxtaposition. It's like, it's like it, first of all, I love the fact that all the Spencer stores look like we have to hide everything. And you know, the store is like you're going into some speakeasy of a store. Yeah, you got to go around three corners. <laughs> knock on a door, know a password. <laughs> Speakeasy hot topic, basically. Right. And you, you go in, you see all the T-shirts and everything, and then you see all of the – because apparently uh, Wallet on Chain is still a thing because, you know, Limp biscuit, And then you've got your shot glasses, you've got your stoner gear, and then all of a sudden you got wallow dildos. Do <laughs> you think there's a subset of – society that are like i don't know what you would call them but like spencer's kids <laughs> that like that like are kind of like retro throwback uh you know, chain wallet with a with a with a dragon with a dragon dildo hanging off of it and like a blacklight poster wrapped around themselves or something and a lava lamp up their butt i don't know do you think that those like how do they stay in business is i guess my question Eating a bag of gummy penises that they bought in the, right. bach- in like, the bachelorette party Yeah, I was going to say, it's the only place you can go to get um, a Slipknot t-shirt and everything you need for your bachelorette party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to get a Slipknot t-shirt, some rolling papers, and some lube and handcuffs and a dildo. Right. And um, some blind bag Smurfs. Yes. What? What is the store? Oh, and don't forget to rummage through the box in the front of the store that's t-shirts for a dollar that they can't get rid of. Right. <laughs> Avril Lavigne concert shirts. <laughs> Do you need I love this? how we all of a sudden went on a rant for Spencer's okay. gifts talking about the Reeker. <laughs> well, you'll understand when you see it. It is very endemic of that time. Like, it is very hot topic. It is very... And it is... Movies like this are why Cabin in the Woods was created, <laughs> more so than like the 80s, because I've also been watching a lot of 80s movies just because they dropped a shit ton of them on Shutter. So mm-hmm. like I've been watching, like I told you, the first time I've ever watched Phantasm uh, in my life. I watched House last night again. So good. So corny. I watched most of Transylvania 65,000 for Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Um and like I just more so than the '80s movies that they are parodying, it is these movies. It is the '90s movies where you've got an absolute jock, you got an absolute like prom queen, you got the nerd, you got the you got the you know miscreant, like you got the insync of of horror tropes that go on a road trip and things happen to. That's exactly what this is. Like, thank you, Cabin in the Woods, for explaining how something like this could happen. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods should have had a Reeker monster in it. You'll okay. see. Since you fart, whatever. I'm not going to tell you, but you'll, you'll, <laughs> it is, it is a very, it, it, it really dips its toe into full moon territory at certain points oh, in this God. film. So in yeah. other words, the villain is a very, is, is an unbathed Michael Ironside. That's why he's called the Reeker. <laughs> I'm just saying, you'll know what I mean when it happens. You'll just be like, okay, I guess. Like, what? 
I'm ready to watch it. Are you ready to watch it? I'm ready to watch it. I'm going to go to Spencer's and get my snacks. Then we'll come back and we'll watch this movie. Go grab your gummy peckers and then yep. enjoy Michael Ironside. <laughs> I need my pasties and my gummy peckers. I'm coming back to watch Michael Ironside and, Mo- and Eric Moby maybe is in the reeker. Spencer's sponsor us. Yes. <laughs> we'll be the only podcast sponsored by Spencer's gifts. <laughs> Uh, careful what you wish for can you imagine our faces on the cover on the front of spencer's gifts it's like a poster for like stuff that we endorse oh it'd be so good can you imagine <laughs> we could endorse you had the branded products oh oh it'd be so good i would have those uh those candy cords that i sent you a picture of that's my <laughs> ras- blue raspberry banana and vanilla candy corn and it is oh chef's kiss it's good <laughs> salt bay all over that and my naked body just get it all over me melt it down dip me in it goldfinger style <laughs> colt son of a catacombs fuzzy dice Shit. dragons with with rubies in their eyes <laughs> all right gang, we'll... permutos action figures oh jeez don't know don't wish that into existence no i'll buy them i'll buy them <laughs> all right let's go watch this son of a bitch all right let's go watch the reeker we'll be right back folks what happens in the brief moment between life and death do you see your life in a flash of memory is there a brilliant light or is the truth something much darker something beyond your deepest fears <laughs> Please keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. And if anyone asks, are we there yet? You're walking the rest of the way. What about Cookie? Where does that come from? My parents let me choose my name when I was three. If my parents let me choose at that age, I'd be fire truck. I'd be peepee. They were on their way to the biggest party on the West Coast. Oh my God. Instead. Looks like your gas line's cut. They found themselves trapped in a place. Where'd everybody go? Anyone home? Not on any map. So we're stuck for the night? There was rotting flesh back there, right? She's a dying people. I saw a trucker, half a trucker. Something in the air. Where they're about to get close enough to death to smell it. Sure, static. You finally got your revenge on me with this thing. Man, oh man. So what do you think happened? Let me ask you that right now. What do you I think, think I, happened? I think I watched an hour and a half of my life die, is what I think <laughs> happened. Um okay. So <laughs> 
first off, I want to say that this is the first movie we've ever watched on the show where the fashion choices distracted me. <laughs> because this movie was supposed to be set in the year 2005. It was filmed in 2005. You could tell by the hairstyles and by the music choices, but you could not tell by the wardrobe because they all looked like the kids I used to see hanging out on UC Berkeley campus around 1994, 1995, <laughs> especially the blind kid, whoever dressed that poor the other thing that was distracting me was the the main girl that they made a very strong point for us to you know know that she's from South Africa and not Australia. Yeah, she's she's been through some shit because she's from South Africa. She's been oh. in Chappie. Yeah. <laughs> and she I'm I'm sorry she did not look like she was in her 20s, not by those crow's feet that she had in her eyes. She's from um, South Africa. That explains it all, right? That's there. why. Yeah. But, yeah, she really did look like um, the love child of Celine Dion and the the singer from Everything But the Girl. She really did. Um, then we also had bargain basement Mandy Moore, as you were calling her Panty Moore, because that's all she wore. The goddamn she runs around in her panties for three-fourths of her time on screen. Um, it's, like, I mean, it's like she had a weak bladder. I mean, the majority <laughs> of her action is, I have to pee. <laughs> she was the she was this film's manic pixie dream girl mm-hmm. for sure yeah mm-hmm. this, I'm tell- <laughs> so good. Could, keep going keep going you, you could play a drinking game with this movie on how many times they want us to know that the blind guy is blind <laughs> take a shot every time they talk about how he's blind or how he is blind take a shot every time or they you make a joke where alcohol they, poisoning at the end of this film. Or they make a joke about how they forget the the cast or his friends forget that he's blind, mm-hmm. and then are reminded that he's blind. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't even what was this supposed to be Los Angeles or, or San Francisco? What city was this? Because I think they were in, think they were in California. Yeah, because that was that was very obviously when they were going to this this rave area 52, which I've actually heard of. I've heard of this rave. So I was just like, okay, well at least that's based in something. Yeah. I think they Um, were going into the desert, either California or driving into Arizona to go to the desert. Yeah. And it's very obvious that they were in Joshua tree someplace where this was filmed. Um, but (laughs) the beginning of the movie, which has absolutely zero connection with the rest of the film where or does like, it Roy or does it Roy it's like this family driving in a car and then like they're playing I spy and then all of a sudden the kids like I spy with my little eye something that starts with a D uh desert no deer and points at the deer and blam they hit the deer with the car but, and, it's just, and it's not just like hitting the deer the deer explodes like a tick that's been well fed all it over does. the car it just, it just blows up all over the windshield of the car. <laughs> Again, uh, a running theme, it blows up very much like Evil Dead. It's Sam Raimi's deer. They borrowed it from Sam Raimi. And they pull off to the side of the road, and Dog is like, 
the family dog is like severely injured. The, the dog wanders off into the brush. Yeah, it comes, comes back, back out like completely jacked up. And then the father come, go, who's looking for him suddenly comes out of the bush, missing half his head. Yes. And did they, did they at that point? I, I I'm trying to remember. Did they smell something bad? Yes, they smelled okay, something. Okay, so bad. they had the bad smell. Okay. Yeah, they got the bad smell, and we could tell that something bad was there because it looked like a gas cloud was appearing. Yes. Basically, if you've ever seen um, gas coming out of a uh, like an, a pipe from a refinery or something like that, that's what it looked like. And yeah, they smell the stank. Okay, so I was trying to remember that. So they do smell it. Okay. <laughs> they do smell it, and then it cuts to this Molly dealer. Eric Mabius. Yes. The crow. All right. Yes. So wearing a lab coat and nothing else besides a pair, I think jockey shorts. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's dealing out the MDNA to the, the, the kid who I immediately was like, Oh, please let him die. The stoner. Uh, kid. Yeah. Uh, who then goes on and steals Eric Mabius's entire supply of MDNA which is like thousands upon thousands of dollars, uh, not realizing that he was recorded on um, Eric Babies' nanny cam. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you stole my babies. I want my babies back. <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back. <laughs> I'm Eric Babies, Babies. <laughs> <laughs> so this group is on the road and they stop off at the at the at this diner to uh, on their way to the Area 52 dance. Well, don't they yeah. stop off because they figure out that he's got all this MDMA, the stoner kid, and they're going to leave him at the diner? Not yet, no. Okay. They they stop off of the diner to eat first, and they immediately send the blind guy into the women's restroom. Hop, bump, 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 bump. Yeah, he's blind. All yeah. Right. And so they have their meal, and then they're driving off, and then that's when they find out that he's got all this molly. And everything but the girl girl is like, uh-uh, nope, fuck that. Nope, nope, nope. Get get the fuck out uh, of the car. And suddenly an earthquake out of nowhere happens. And I'm like, a well, yeah, it's California. earthquake. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's California earthquake. Why not? And the guy's like, it's a 5.4 because I'm blind. And my <laughs> other senses are strong like daredevil. Yes. <laughs> and... So they decide to drive him back to the diner instead because they left him in a place where there's no cell service whatsoever on his Nokia brick. Um, and when they go back to the diner, everyone's gone. Yeah, it's, it's a, gone. It's it's a ghost town. It's empty. And then well, and, and, the, and also the diner is connected to a hotel, it's mm-hmm. like a roadside Shit's Creek style, uh, uh, psycho style hotel. Mm-hmm. And then. Every fucking stereotype from these road trip from hell movies that came out in the 2000s immediately pile on top of each other in a matter of 90 seconds. They're at this truck stop road stop that is a diner, a repair shop, gas station and hotel and no one's there. The gas line happens to have been cut somehow they start seeing weird things, and in this case, smelling weird things. They try repairing the car by using a box of condoms. Yeah, because the fuel line's been cut. Yes. So they are using condoms and duct tape. 
uh, bladder girl needs to go pee again. Yes. And that's when weird shit starts happening. Of course, in 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 a matter well, of like all we got, we also need to 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 mention that Panty Moore takes some MDMA. Oh yeah, she does. She takes and immediately starts choking. And 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 starts wanting to to rub the fuzzy walls a lot. Oh god, yes. Oh, when it kicks in, she's just like. <laughs> which one of the which the the guy that I'm going to categorize as the jock? I don't know. They never really made that clear. But he's the only one that falls into that category. Um, decided that he was going to take full advantage of this MDMA-stated panty more mm-hmm. and get him some. I was calling him the poor man's Greg Sestero, is what I was calling him. <laughs> um, but yeah, he starts taking advantage of her. She's all feeling on him, going, "I love her Australian accent." She's from South Africa. <gasps> oh, I love her accent. Yeah, just like, oh, my God. She's like, let's get a room or whatever. And Yeah, so they get a room, and uh, blind guy and everything but the girl guy start falling in love with each other, apparently, because why not? Well, and, and it needs to be stated that blind guy was the roommate of everything but the girl's boyfriend who she was going to confront for cheating on. That's That was her point of going on this road trip. She was going to drive them out to this rave and confront her boyfriend for cheating mm-hmm. on her. But mm-hmm. she was taking blind guy out there. Blind guy was his her boyfriend's roommate. Mm-hmm. So they had a history. Everybody else was like rideshare. Was like, oh, I found a flyer. I'm gonna go with you. <laughs> yes. So um, Eric Mabius is also hunting down um, douchebag, who happens to run into Michael Ironside. And I, I hate to say it, Michael Ironside looked younger than everything but the girl girl. <laughs> I'm I'm like going, that's sad. Yeah. Like, just wants to find his wife. That's apparently all he's doing. She went out for a walk, never came back. After the yeah. earthquake, I guess. I don't know. And he's got a gun, not trusting everybody. And you know, they're seeing dead, not dead people all over the place. Like the one guy that came out of the garbage dumpster with no legs. Um and he, He's like, oh, you could see them, too? Yeah, I could see them. Shit. Um, and then all of a sudden, the, the, the stink, the stank arrives and starts killing people. And as he's killing these people, we suddenly shoot up their nose and get, like, the life, their life flash before us for no reason before they die. And, and they how- die in... And they die in very creative ways, too. Yeah, because it's not just that they die. It's that the stink has, like, uh, Tokyo Gore Police uh, <laughs> machinery. Yes. Like that buzzsaw thing I was, that came out when she's taking a piss yeah, inside the, the outhouse. The phantasm ball. Yes. I was like, what the fuck was that? And when she's being yanked down into, first of all, bitch, why were you looking in the hole of the out? I know you're understanding. Why did she go to the outhouse in the first place? Because she had to pee. Yeah, but there was a bathroom in the hotel room. Well, she was on MDNA. Okay. All right. (laughs) But she, like, looks into the hole and drops the flashlight in there and watches the flashlight sink to the bottom of the shit piss water. Right. And she's just like, ooh. (laughs) And then she starts complaining about the stink. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're in an outhouse. And <laughs> then she wipes herself. And apparently it was that time of the month. 
Um, and she freaks out about that. And then she starts getting yanked into the odd house. And that's when we get, you know, the phantasm ball out of nowhere. And her instinct to try to pull herself out of being sucked into the odd house is to grab the toilet paper and use it to pull herself up. Yeah, she, she's getting sucked in by her feet. Like, she's getting pulled into the hole. So mm-hmm. she gets down to her waist. She groups up and grabs the toilet paper and then uh, gets sucked into the hole. And the toilet paper just, you know, that's that's the drama of the scene is the toilet paper roll unrolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no. as everybody dies, they disappear. They just completely right. disappear. Um, uh, the Greg Sestero guy, he gets attacked by the stank. He's he's almost pulled under the bed, but he jumps up on top of the bed. For some reason, drops his shoe on the ground and <laughs> watches it get slap chopped to death. <laughs> the stank. The stank. Yeah. Yeah. Stank. Yeah, because there's this floating crowd of stinky that's killing people. Oh, like happening. Might as well be. Might as well be. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I mean, I've, I've been called a skank before. <laughs> but we finally, the, the douchebag, we finally get to see this creature for the first time with him because he, he pulls out these pruding shears and we find out chops off his arm. Um, and he's, yeah, he's got all of this arson, or, or this, or this entire plethora of weapons. He's like, he, he's like, um, what was the name of that cyborg character from Masters of the Universe? Is he like Man-at-Arms? I don't know. Not Man-at-Arms. He'd be more like, it's like he had the ability to put like a flamethrower and all sorts of other weapons on his arm. And I'm, I'm not talking about like, well, yeah, well, both characters, the He-Man character and the Reeker. Um, <laughs> who, by the way, with wearing that mask, looked like a Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. No doubt. <laughs> and, I'm so glad you had to watch this movie. <laughs> so, Greg Sestero is trying to escape from the Reeker, and he jumps through the window, and he just so happens to jump just right to where a shard of the glass goes through his throat. <laughs> and he dies. And he dies. And so we're left with Blind Guy and everything but the girl singer. And the Reeker starts coming after them, but then Douchebag comes out of nowhere missing an arm to distract everything, and he dies. Um, the Everything but the girl girl it all of a sudden discovers a room that where there's like etching on the wall about everything and finds the, oh, the Bible covered in blood that was written with everything all over it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started going, that's when I texted you and I was like, wait a minute, are we going to get some identity shit going on here? (laughs) And they are fighting the Reeker who he gets his mask ripped off and he looks like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. And they're just, they're fighting him and trying to stay alive and everything. And then all of a sudden, we jump to after she crashes the car to stop the Reeker. We jump back in yeah, time. Because, because they're on the top of um, Michael Ironside's RV fighting the Reeker. Mm-hmm. And then she manages and he 
yeah, he loses his arm in the fight. Or uh, blind guy. No, what happens to blind guy? He doesn't lose his arm. He gets he gets drilled into he gets his drilled neck. into his head, um, which <laughs> makes him which makes him see for a brief moment because he now knows that everything but the girl has brown eyes, and he was able to see the reeker. Yes. So, but she saves him by throwing him in the back of her, you know, Grand <clears throat> Cherokee or whatever it is. Oh, that Woody truck, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And then um, drives it into the reeker to uh, to take him to take him out. And as they connect, and the car hits the you know the reeker, and then runs into the uh, RV and goes up on tits over tea kettles, and then falls back down. We're boom. We're back to the uh, original. Which segment. Was honestly, a a pretty impressive stunt wasted on this movie. <laughs> I was like, okay, that impressed me <laughs> when that happened. But then what happens, Roy? Well, then she's driving down the road and the Reeker's attacking her again. And so then she's reminded of what the blind guy tells her, which is, in order to live, you can't be afraid to die. (laughs) So she responds by rolling the truck. Right. With the Reeker on top, trying to get at her. And 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 a guy, by the way, that had a drill in the back of his head just laying in the back seat. Yeah. So then the the police come to rescue them, and then they start pulling the bodies of everybody else out of the car. And it turns out that when the earthquake hit, what had happened was the trailer that Michael Ironside was driving, he actually had a heart attack and crashed into the truck Killing everybody except for blind guy and everything but the girl singer. The wife survived, which is why he couldn't find her. So which means everybody was in goddamn purgatory or something. <laughs> well, the, so the, she is saved when she rolls the truck because the Reeker's on top. She is saved by Eric Mabius, who, of course, is a medical student. That's why he had all the MDMA, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, because yeah, he's giving her mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. And he's like, I can save you. Stop fighting me. I can save you. And uh, um, saves her. But when everybody comes to, the cops are all there and all the cars are wrecked. And he's like, you saved lives today, son. And, like, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. Because, yes, Roy, they were in uh, a a purgatory? Question mark? Something. And the the Reeker, I'm going to guess, was the smell of the gasoline leaking or the smell... Or quote unquote the smell of death. Now I, that you've now that you've seen the Reeker. No, I'm not watching the sequel. All things are explained in the prequel. I don't care. All things. <laughs> it's not what you think, Roy. You don't tell me you're not a little bit. Oh, you're not I a little not. bit curious. Don't tell me. Oh, I'm not. Well, you better get curious because my choice will be coming up again real soon for oh, a second God. movie. Oh God! Hopefully this movie doesn't exist anywhere. It does. I've already looked. It's it's available. Of course it does. We're going to get it, and we're going to watch it. <laughs> okay. Because you need to know the secret of the Reeker, and oh, I can't I tell not. you. I do not know. Need to know the secret yeah, of the Reeker. You do, no. and you shall, my friend. Oh, you okay. shall. You officially got back at me for all the shit I've thrown at you by throwing this at me. Um. So <laughs> bravo! I applaud you. I applaud you. I want everyone to watch this movie. Chef's Kiss. How? We bought the last I don't know. 
well, we have now talked about it, which means Shout Factory is going to pick it up and release a Oculus Rift 5D uh, experience around the Reeker. Um, Seri- so, seriously, so- Ser- seriously, yeah, because they're getting ready to release a 4K restoration of the uncut version of The Kindred in December. <laughs> so, yeah. No we can't shit. talk about a movie without them picking it up and, and, and doing something with it. Also, I want, what I, another thing I want to know about this movie is what in the Zucker Abrams Zucker was going on with the closing credits? <laughs> there were jokes and quips in the closing credits. We were brave to film this movie in the wasteland of Los Angeles, California, the place where Hollywood has abandoned. <laughs> They're having fun. They're having fun. No animals or humans were harmed in the making of this movie. Support independent cinema, damn it. They're, they're just having a good time. They made the reeker. <laughs> I was like, what am I? What the hell? I am so excited that you watched this movie. <laughs> nothing, nothing makes me happier than knowing that I've now shared this film with you. <laughs> Because it lives in my brain, and I'm going to tell you it would live further in your brain if you do watch the prequel, which we are going to watch at some point. You, mm-hmm. I, I, you, I'll give you a break for a while, but we're going to revisit this, and you're going to understand what the Reeker is. Oh, it's joy. not what you think. It, I'm telling you, it's not what you think, but I can't tell you what it is. You're going to have to see it. It's Dan Cortez's evil soul, isn't it? It's, it is. It's Eric Nye from The Grind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Well, so that movie happened. I want you to watch it, everybody out there. I don't care how you have to do it. Good luck finding it. I'm always going to tell you not to. I'm going to tell you to watch it. I want you to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't say I could recommend this one. Um. (laughs) It is is literally the... they, They boiled down... A decade into one movie and call it the Reeker and then put it out there for you. I mean, how can you not want to watch that? Well, I mean, you say they boiled it down to a decade, but they got the fashion wrong. <laughs> well, the decade was 95 to 2005, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, so, so I'm beginning to think this movie was set in 1995. <laughs> Even though they had 2000s hairdos and, um, yeah, um, uh, Cookie or Cupcake or whatever her name was, Cookie. I was waiting for her to start singing Nothing But Candies in my pocket. I really was. (laughs) I was kind of waiting for her to start singing Steal My Sunshine, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this movie so much. All that was missing was a soundtrack by Lit. That was all that was missing with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh this movie makes me so happy that it exists i'm just saying i know i know i know you don't agree with that i know you don't but i just i just want everybody to watch it and understand <laughs> what lived in what's lived in my brain for the past 20 years well since you have thrown this movie at me, and you've oh, also yeah. thrown uh, Thanksgiving at us for Thanksgiving, which is perfect, I'm going to throw another turkey at you for 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 um, the Thanksgiving season. 
we're going to finally watch Mae West's final movie, oh, Sextet. No. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. With Timothy Dalton, Dom DeLuise, Ringo Starr, George Hamilton. Keith Moon. Keith Moon. Um, Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. Regis uh, Philbin. May uh, West. Uh, May West. Um, oh, it's, it is. Rona a, Barrett. Rona Barrett. It, and um, what's his name from the Rat Pack? Um, Dean Martin? No. Joey Bishop? No. Um, Sammy Davis also, Jr. He was also in Angel's Revenge. Um, oh, um, not Godfrey. No, not Godfrey. I can't remember who. I don't think anybody from the Rat Pack was in this. But so many people in this movie. Too many people. It's a musical. It's Mae West at the age of 80 thinking she's still in her 20s. (laughs) Oh, Alice Cooper. How could we forget Alice Alice Cooper? Cooper? Oh, yeah, man. Alice, Alice Cooper performing a disco song at a disco mirrored piano. How could we forget that? So I'm, I'm into it. Why not? <laughs> yes, Timothy Dalton gets married to Mae West. Oh, does does he now? <laughs> yes, and wacky hilarity ensues. All right, all right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> All right, gang, again, thank you so much uh, for tuning in with us on this holiday, uh, Halloween winter uh, season. Tune in next month when we look at two turkeys and, <laughs> uh, and take it from there. Again, you can find us on Twitter at These Films Exist, and we're also on Spotify as well. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Oh, God, this movie. I need to purge it. <laughs> Go watch The Reeker, everybody. <sighs> Do it. Tears and rain Precious memories and tears go back Eyes of darkness, fear and pain All the time that we had When all that's left is a photograph Not one golden moment in the sun Doing what had to be done Yeah, you call it, I will be there.